the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Keefe Show is brought to you by Jackson Lumber and Millwork. Talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And a father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Alright, we have made it to another NBA season! That's right, the Boston Celtics tip off the 2023-24 season tonight against the New York Knicks. Welcome into the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy on this full tang Wednesday night. But basketball season, it is upon us, Fitzy. And in this very town of ours, Celtics are the best team in the NBA, or I should say the favorite to win the upcoming title. I'm very excited. How are you? I can't wait for a tip-off <laughs> tonight because the Celtics are going to win it all. Yeah, go! So good, so good, very exciting. Celtics opened up the season on the road against the New York Knicks, and uh, a lot of changes this offseason, as there seemingly has been every offseason. This team changes out players like none other. Think about some of the guys that they have had over the last five, six, seven years. Even just at point guard, I was thinking about this the other day. They basically went Rajon Rondo, <clears throat> excuse me, to Isaiah Thomas, to Kemba Walker, to, oh no, I'm sorry, Kyrie Irving, then Kemba Walker, then Malcolm Brogdon, now Drew Holiday. Like these are all guys that have played with Jalen Brown. Most of them played with Jason Tatum. That's obviously your core. But now you're bringing in Kristaps Porzingis. First time in forever. No Marcus Smart. So a lot of moving pieces on this Celtics team. But they are for sure, if they're not the favorite, they got to be you know, co-favorites with, say, Milwaukee or maybe the defending champs, the Denver Nuggets. But uh, this is a season that expectations couldn't be any higher. Yeah, I kind of look at the NBA the way I look at the NFL right now. You've got four teams that absolutely have Final Four potential or just almost borderline preseason certainty written all over them. And in the NBA, to me, it's the Nugs because they're the champs yep. and they return enough of the cast and crew. Plus oh, that starting lineup is sick. Like, yeah. The greatest piece of centripetal basketball force in the universe in Jokic. Mm-hmm. 
the way Phoenix has just gone ball in by just trying to acquire every yeah. piece of talent, and somehow it looks like they let Kevin Durant swim in the deep end of the pool with all the cocoons in it during the offseason. <laughs> and you go to the Eastern Conference, and it's a one-and-two punch, man. It's Mille Wauke, yeah. yep. uh, who literally has a one-and-two punch. We'll see what Chris Middleton says when he enters the chat. Mm -hmm. But your Celtics right now, you know, look oh, at yeah. them on the DK, look at them on the FanDuel. They are right. the betting favorite, but looking just past the odds, they might be the most complete team. Now, look, last time someone said they might be the most complete team in October, it was six years ago, and that dream lasted five and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I, I want to put no jinx, no hex, no curse. Yeah. No. You're no, not calling for the undefeated season. Let's just get no. put that out there right now. You are no, not suggesting fine. 82 and 0. one would be fine. Yeah, that might have to drop one just to take the pressure off. <laughs> right, maybe you rest guys that night. Yeah. You, you lose a game, but, but no. They, I mean, they've had a lot of really good teams, and they've had a lot of high expectations. Think about some of the the uh, Sports Illustrated covers with you know Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, and like this isn't new for the Celtics to have these big time uh, you know goals for the season. But it does feel a little bit different, you know, with, with Tatum and Brown at the age that they're at now. There's no more of that excuse of, well, they're still young and other star players didn't win until they were older, right? That's one thing that not only did we hear, but I would even say that. I would parrot that too. And, you know, it sounded like an excuse, but it was true. Like LeBron and Giannis and all these guys didn't win right away. Kobe won pretty early, but he was also partnered with Shaq. You know, yeah. so like Tim Duncan had uh, David Robinson, plus Tim Duncan wasn't a 18-year-old, 19-year-old rookie. Like he went to college for four years. So right. there's a lot of differences there, but this is the time. And when you bring in a piece like Drew Holiday, who put the Milwaukee Bucks over the top a couple of years ago, he's a been there, done that guy. Uh, you, I don't know, you feel great. You feel great about it. Now, one thing, if there's anything that is going to derail this season outside of injury, which can derail any season, what do you think it would be? Is there one thing that you think might prevent them from winning the title? Depth, especially at the five. Yeah, just kind of I mean, like everybody talks about the starting lineup in the top six, and you're like, well, who, what about the seventh? And you're like, well, wow, top six. Seven through nine. Now, I know you could go seven yeah. deep in the playoffs. An eight-man rotation might be optimal, but you you just don't want you don't want to gas Horford because we right. saw what happened right. when he played over the 1,600 minutes they had hoped he would play last year. When he got up to 1,900, he was toast in the postseason you don't have a lot of if you're starting Derek White which it looks like they're doing tonight and that's their optimal starting lineup then you got Horford and Pritchard on the bench I wouldn't mind another I wouldn't mind a little wing depth yeah 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 murder murder corner blah blah <laughs> yeah no I no or big especially because mm -hmm. you're just you're gonna want to spell Horford maybe take away some back-to-backs there's a lingering, uh, a, a lingering zinger, if you will. You know, Porzingis is probably gonna miss a stretch. Twenty? How many how games long? has he missed? That that is a big number for this year. I know that overall or consecutively. Oh, oh, both. I'm saying, let's say overall. So, how many games played for Kristaps Porzingis this season? I'm gonna set the over under at sixty three and a half. All right, that's a that's a good number. It's it's a little optimistic, but at the same time, I will take the under on that. I could see okay. him playing. 58 games. So last year he played 65 games. Hence why I set the number. No, I know, but like, is does this guy look like someone who's... Contract year. <laughs> right. Is he going to be able to back that up? You're, like, I the, mean, if he... If there's... Yeah, and we're already starting off with him supposedly being on the other side of plantar fasciitis. Right. So, which could flare up on a moment's notice. And if, you know, any any of you dads or aspiring hoopleets out there have never had it before... <laughs> Not good. God, it sucks.
Oh, it's rough. Yeah. Something is innocuously named as plantar fasciitis and turf toe, two of the absolute most debilitating, painful things you could. Oh, ever they'll knock with. you down. They'll uh, make you. They'll make you take a long uh, sit on the old couch for a while. They'll, they'll they'll have you ride in pine, but uh, it's gonna happen. Like yeah, you, yeah. Just, you have to be prepared for it. So now. Now that they kept Pritchard and they re-signed him to that nice little four-year, thirty-some-odd million-dollar deal, and they're expecting big things from him, what are your assets? You got? Don't you have like uh, get that little trade exception? No, oh. not much else, and you've dealt away. You probably a whole do. You probably go on. Picks. Yeah, you trade a lot of picks, but all those picks are going to be really late first-rounders anyway. So I'm not really worried about the picks. Uh, yeah, so somebody else, and whether it's Peyton Pritchard in some of these regular season games or. You know, Lamar Stevens, who has played in the NBA, right? Or maybe even the rookie Jordan Walsh is like an energy guy. Maybe he sniffs it a little. I don't know. Like, they, it is yep. pretty thin, but the top five or six are so good. And I would rather have – like, we've seen years where they've been a little bit deeper, but then come playoff time, whether the, you know, the rotation doesn't go the right way or whatever, I think they're better off postseason time with these guys – don't oh, yeah. don't make like oh, this. Yeah. The job is easier for Missoula. He doesn't have to like scratch his head and be like, "Do I go with Smart, Brogdon, White? Like, who do I go with?" It's like, no, you go with the only guys you have. Play those guys. Your mm-hmm. closing lineup, uh, I guess, depending on what's out there on the opponent, should be pretty simple. You know, I'm going to sit Al Horford, play those other five guys, and and uh, and see what you can come up with. You got really good defensive guards. You got two All NBA wings, and then you got Porzingis. So I mean, that is as good as there is in in, in the NBA. Oh yeah, and all of your all of your guys in the lineup, save for Drew Holiday, could stretch and flex out to another position as well. Like yeah, Tatum's height would allow him to you know cover up a five for a few minutes if you need him to. Porzingis plays all over the place. Yeah, hey, we know Jalen Brown's athleticism is beyond elite, and Derek White last year start for a guy who was supposedly your number one bench guy started like seventy games and played all over the lineup, save for the five for God's mm-hmm. sakes. So I love the versatility of the starting five. If they stay healthy, I don't think there's a better lineup in the NBA. Where I am very happy about the depth is in the coaching ranks this year because in addition to the fact that Joe Mazzulla has had a full offseason to integrate his system and to mold the team and the coaching staff and the organization the way that he wants them to be, to look, and to play, you've got a Mm. bunch of people that are now going to hold him and that are going to hold the players accountable. Sam Cassell, he's not going to take any guff. Charles Lee professionals professional on the bench and then you've got the new ernie adams of the operation (laughs) jeff van gundy which i just cannot love enough all right so yeah you definitely uh swapped out the brain trust there really wasn't much to speak of last year because all of a sudden the season's about to begin you got to get rid of ima udoka or at least they chose to get rid of ima udoka i should say and they're kind of scrambling and then in the season your top assistant Damon Stoudemire he leaves he goes and takes a college job that so you, hurt by the way that, that did really that was a sneaky big loss for them I I agree and so that's why I'm glad you brought up the coaching because when I asked the question like what would prevent this team outside of injury from winning the title I still have questions about Joe Mazzula and he could be great maybe he'll figure it out maybe last year because it was such a weird spot but I just the way he didn't use timeouts, the way he would allow these crazy runs by the opponent and you wouldn't do a thing to stop it, the way he bungled the fourth quarter rotation so many times, I feel like he could potentially stand in the way. And on the one hand, we talk about how Brad Stevens getting rid of guys that questioned him, like Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon, and a guy that he didn't really know if he wanted to play or not in Grant Williams. Like, oh, he's really backing Joe Missoula. But then on the flip side... 
as I pointed out, I think he is making the job easier for him. Like, here are the six obvious guys to play. And to Fitzy's point, here comes Sam Cassell if anything goes south. Here comes Charles Lee if anything goes south. And we got Jeff Van Gundy to, you know, also, you know, weigh in on the on the matter as well. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Missoula. We know Tatum and Brown are going nowhere. And if they win or lose this year, it'll either be the greatest thing or extremely frustrating. But they're going to be back next year. The guy that has the most pressure on him has got to be Missoula. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, Jalen Brown, the pressure is off. Yeah. Drew Holiday, he, he uh, pressure, I guess he's already won an NBA Yeah, he's won a title, sure and he, yeah, he can't play poorly. But, I mean, people will get on him if he plays poorly, but if he fits in and plays like we expect him to, like, I think, you know, he'll be great. People will like him. As a matter of fact, yeah. I think he may be looking at this as like a legacy builder to be remembered as one of the better players of his generation if he can switch teams. Yeah, true. Going from the team he won a championship with and then be the guy, be the final piece, yeah. or be part of the puzzle that puts the Celtics together and gets Banner 18 hung up, that would be massive. I would say you probably go pressure-wise, Missoula. Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. And then I even, don't even know who's third. Like, Jeb Brown's got his money. Zynga says Brzinger's got his money. Right. Like, Yeah, I guess Brown, maybe. I mean, not that there's like he's going to go anywhere, but just – if you want to be included on this list with like the all NBA guys and it's like, all right, how many cracks are you going to get at it before you ultimately win? But we're starting Celtics here. You can weigh in 617-779-7937. Also, Fitzy, somebody says, take your plantar fasciitis and your turf toe and he raises you gout. Says gout. <laughs> that is, is a rich man's disease, sir. Says that is a rough foot pain. But all right, that we're is talking a rich man's disease right there. Talking Celtics here on a full tang Rich Keefe show with Fitzy right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, brought to you by Awaken 180. Celtics regular season begins tonight in New York, where the Celtics will take on the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, tip-off at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. The Celtics played the Knicks twice during the preseason, each time uh, each team won one game apiece. No injuries from the Celtics. All players will be available and ready to ball out. Scalabrini was on with Jones and Mego earlier today, and he agrees it's banner or bust. I'm in the 80% that it's championship or bust. Minus, like, uh, crazy injury, right? Like, let's just take that out of the equation. Late rounds, like Eastern Conference finals or finals. You, know, you never know. Like, the whole Tatum thing with the ankle, we never know how Game 7 unfolds, even though... It didn't look pretty for us. But, I mean, look what they did. They went out and got the guy and Drew Holiday. Like, he's the perfect fit for this team, exactly what they need. Yeah, I just feel like where they're at in their team, it has to be – you have to be thinking, we got to win it all this year. Watch out for that car, Scal. The Bruins beat the Blackhawks 3-0 last night on the road in Chicago. The Bees now 6-0 to start the season, tying a record set in the 1937-38 season. They'll be back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Ducks at the TD Garden puck drop at 7 p.m. Patriots in Miami this Sunday for week eight of the season against the Dolphins. Malik Cunningham and Trey Flowers were both released by the team yesterday. Outside linebacker Josh Uche was back on the practice field after missing all of last week with knee and foot injuries. After adding an additional practice in each of the previous two weeks, the Patriots went light today, non-padded practice, to kick off to kick off getting ready for the Dolphins. Patriots are scheduled to practice again Thursday and Friday before they head out to Miami. The Pats have not won in Miami since 2019. 
And the Diamondbacks will be facing the Rangers in the World Series after they beat the Phillies last night 4-2 in Philadelphia. Game 1 of the World Series goes down Friday night in Texas. First pitch at 8.03. Awaken 180 weight loss. Learn how Awaken 180 has a 98% customer satisfaction rating. Proven results when you choose the solution for weight loss at Awaken 180. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Key Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, W-E-E-I. Fitzy is here on this Wednesday evening. As we, uh, it's a full tank program going up until 10 o'clock. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can watch the show on Twitch. If you are so inclined, just follow WEEI. You can get all the shows from 6A all the way up until 10P. We're starting Celtics as they are starting their season tonight against the Knicks. Let's go to the phones right now, Fitzy. We have Dave and Natick. He will lead things off on the Celtics. Dave, what do you got? Hey, good evening. I think there's uh, two ways the Celtics, um, other than just being even matched and having a couple things not bounce your way, I think there's two things the Celtics need to do to win the championship, and I'll give you an idea how to get there is they have to reclaim their defensive identity in terms of, you know, being at least a top five defensive team. They weren't there last year, and that has to do with attitude. The other thing that has to do with attitude is they need to give up on complaining to the referees and then playing four on five or three on five when you've got two people whining about a no call instead of going back at the player that did it. And one of the ways that I think they get there is San Antonio didn't get enough credit that when they were sitting a combination of Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker from time to time, Yes, it was to give him rest, but Popovich also used to say that he had to make sure that his other players were able to play and win a game themselves. And San Antonio won a lot of games when their stars weren't playing. It wasn't just a matter of mailing it in and chalking up in the loss column. So I'd actually like to see Tatum and Brown play less this year in terms of minutes and see if the remaining roster can eke some pretty hard-fought games out, and I think they can do it. All right, thanks for the call, Dave. So I – Disagree with the playing time thing. I think when it came to Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili, when those guys were really sitting down a lot, they were old. Like Tatum and Brown, if they can't play now, 30s. they yeah. can never play. Like they, these guys can play. Like they don't need to play 40 minutes a night, 82 games. You know, they don't need to be, get burned out like a lot of Tom Thibodeau teams when he would just play his guys like 48 minutes. It doesn't have to be that. You got to be smart about it. But oh, they're in their mid 20s. Like they should be able to play a lot of games as far as uh, complaining to the ref. Yeah, it's annoying, but I don't think you're going to get that out of Tatum's game. He does that since his rookie year and it hasn't stopped. Yeah. But wouldn't you love to see him stop? But is there any way like now see, here's where here's one of the ways where there could be multiple drew holiday effects. Like what if he, you know, he's 33, someone who's much older, someone who has actually won a championship, maybe his veteran presence. He can talk Tatum out of, you know, like, you know, live to fight another day. Pick your battles. Don't die on this hill. Like, let's just go move along. Maybe he can be, along with some of the other coaches they brought in, like maybe he can complain a little less because that was a great point by David Nadick. The idea of, like, how many times last year did he think he went to the rack, deserved an ant, you know, deserved a foul call, didn't get it, right. and then left his guys playing four and five? I know. No, it's brutal. So hopefully he doesn't do that. Because I remember last year, I think he talked about wanting to be on the all-defensive team. At the beginning of the year, it seemed like he was kind of locked in on that. Then it kind of like faded a little bit. I do think they have the best defensive backcourt in the league with Drew Holiday and Derek White. I mean, those guys are 
are nasty. Tatum and Brown both can be good defenders, right? They're as athletic as they are. Brown especially. Like, what if Jalen yeah. Brown's defense, maybe he doesn't have to focus on offense as much now. You just let Tatum and Porzingis really carry the offense. Brown will get his, of course, and even right, of course, will yeah. too. But, like, the Drew Holiday effect on Jalen Brown could be that he helps elevate his defensive presence to the next level, which could be massive because yeah. I think most of us think this team is just going to be bombs away. Yeah. What if their defense is, is borderline elite as well? Well, and I think going back to Sam Cassell and Charles Lee, like I don't think those guys are just going to sit back and be like, yeah, the more threes we take, the merrier. Like, let's just keep shooting threes. You know, I think those guys have been in the league long enough. They've won themselves. You know, Sam Cassell, going back to how his team's won, you know, he's won multiple rings. Like, I think he's mm-hmm. going to – like, that is a ton of, uh, of of knowledge, but also the – all right, maybe we can go away from this a little bit. We don't need to just look at the three-point discrepancy every single game. Like, the, the defense can also be pretty important. Uh, let's go to Mike in Connecticut on the Celtics. What's up, Mike? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. So, a couple points. Uh, with regards to, like, the coaching, I think I like what Brad did here for Missoula because it's kind of similar to what the Pacers did when Larry Bird took over as a coach. He now has veteran guys that are head coach quality guys on the bench right next to him. So even if things just aren't going his way, he's got that that calming voice like when Bird had Rick Carlisle and, um, oh, my Lord, I'm having a brain fart. He had the other guy that was an amazing coach right next to him. Um, as far as the guys go, we have probably the best one through seven in the league. And when the playoff, playoffs get here and your rotation shortens down, you're not going to be playing 10, 11, 12 guys per game. You really are only going to go one through nine tops. And if you look at our top six, probably top seven, if I if you include Peyton Pritchard and you expect him to take the jump that everybody does, we really do have the best one through seven. I'm not saying that we're not going to get caught on some nights. Like I could see a 60 win, you know, 60 and 22 season for us being realistic, given you know we're just going to have bad shooting nights. We're going to have nights where we rest a couple guys. We're just going to have those random games where bum teams beat us that we just shouldn't let beat us, where we just you know roll the ball out there. I guess is the phrase, but. I just think that I just like what I see. It's just it's almost like the perfect storm. And barring anything that is just catastrophic happening to this team, I don't think anybody else has the full total package of what we have, you know, orga- organizationally top to bottom. Yeah, I agree with the come playoff time. You really only need seven, seven and a half. Like you need that eighth yeah. guy to play a little bit of time, take a few minutes here and there. Mike and, Muscala. Oh, I know he's not on the team. No, not Mike Muscala. No, you don't <laughs> want Mike Muscala. But. Uh, it's funny he brings up Peyton Pritchard, who had a really good preseason. He signs the extension and all of that. Where do you stand on him? All of a sudden, people are like talking, talking him into being like a real piece on this team. Like I know they lost a lot of guys, so there's sort of that next man up idea where he is going to have to play some. But am I crazy to think like he's just such a liability defensively that good teams are just going to pick on him, and then you're going to have to take him right out of the game anyway? Well, good teams will pick on him, but hopefully he's not in there when the you know. Uh, when they have their starters. Yeah, he's not guarding Damian Lillard. No. (laughs) No, I don't think he should be guarding Devin Booker whenever the Suns and the Celtics play. No, probably not. Yeah, no, I don't think he should be on Spider-Mitch either. And maybe that's more postseason, too. Like, if you're going up against uh, Eric Spolster in the Heat, right? It feels like you play the Heat every single year. And you put Peyton Pritchard out there. He's going to find a way to target. He's going to get, you know, Jimmy Butler switched on him or something insane where you're like, all right, we got to get this guy out of here. But he does have, like, a little bit of a... You know, score off the bench mentality oh, yeah. that, and oh, I yeah. think the regular season is a long haul, and so somebody like that I think can be definitely helpful to you. You know, so Drew, you don't have to burn through Drew Holiday and things like that. But I don't know, I don't know what to make of him because he went from being like 
the 11th guy on the team asking for a trade to... I wasn't happy with his minutes last no. year. I thought he was gonzo. And then, if no. anything, Rich, I absolutely thought he was going to be trade bait for acquiring another big. Yeah. And then you would just put Derek White on the bench and you would have Drew Holiday handling the ball more as the starting point guard. And Derek White would be your number one super sub off the bench. And now Derek White becomes like the super flex for the team because you've got Peyton Pritchard as your three-point shooter and your point guard off the bench. I I think he's going to be good. I mean, the Blazers were interested. The Suns were interested. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if those were just cooked up rumors by Pritchard's camp or if it's legitimate. He got his opportunity, and he got a very team-friendly deal. So if he actually does average, like, I don't know, 12 points off the bench every night with a couple of assists and plays just limited liability defense, seems like a steal to me. Uh, do you think the starting lineup matters? Like, does it matter to you, and do you think it matters to the guys on the team? Because it's really just the swing. It feels like the four guys are obvious. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because there was some talk even in the preseason about Drew Holiday, where I think he's a hundred percent a starter. But That's I guess crazy be- talk between Holiday, White, and Horford, one of those guys won't start the game. Like, do you think any of them care? Uh, I can't imagine that they do. I think the only two that would care would be Jay, like Brown Jaylen and Tatum, Brown and, and they're obviously Tatum. in there. Yeah, yeah. I otherwise I don't think anybody else would care because there's again. You've got to, if if the mentality and the mindset is right from the top down with organizationally from Wick to Brad to the coaches to these guys, they have to all have their eyes on a prize that they would earn next June. So whatever it is that you have to do, if that means you have to bite the bullet and come off the bench a couple times, you do it. Uh, let's go to Joe in the car. He's next up talking Celtics. What do you got, Joe? Richie, Fitzy, I want to tell you guys, so you guys get the best the best show Agreed. on the radio by far. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I do. I nothing on you guys. I'll I tell you that right mean. now. Thank yep, you, Richie. Yep, yep, yep. Richie, I was going to tell you, this Jason Tatum, I love the guy, right? But the guy's got to stop the whining, man. You know what I mean? The great plays, the birds, and, and the drums, they didn't cry every single time. It does get sickening. What about LeBron? Just focus on the play. You know what I mean? Just focus on the play. Yeah. The, the refs are going to call it. They know you're a superstar. You're going to get the call. You don't need the little wine like a little girl. You're going to get the call. All right? And the other guy that I just saw that just said that he wants to see less playing time. I don't know what that guy's talking about. You've got to have your superstars out there. And Fitzy... Doctor, I, I gotta tell you something, but just don't take this in a bad way. I saw you on TV the other day. You're a little guy. I don't know. I didn't think you were a little guy. You're kind of like tiny, but I mean, I love you. I do love you, but man, you. you're a little tiny guy for that little point to yours. Just a little guy. No, I didn't, I, you know, I hear a lot of things about Fitzy. I haven't heard that one since. He's just a little never, guy. You know, you know, it's so funny. Were you Joe, like six? That, what are you six two three? I'm, I'm six. I'm six to a buck eighty five. So if he says I'm tiny, yeah, tiny little guy, some... put him in your pocket. Walking hey, around t- with Fitzy. You... Hey, Fitzy, you're tiny old guy. Hey, old little put... guy. Hey, if I need you to go somewhere, I can just put you in my wife's purse. <laughs> what TV? What did he see on TV? Yeah, uh, that's probably. I'm sure it was probably like a VH1's moments of the eighties. No. Yeah, like Lindsay Lohan's <laughs> top twenty most embarrassing moments, or uh, Lady Gaga's ten best meat dresses. Yeah, that was a good one. That was, oh, was, a, cl- that was a classic. Wow, tiny little tiny guy. little guy. Funny, I that. He, yeah, so funny. Joe says that because more often than not, whenever I meet people, they go, "Hey, you know, uh, all those years I used to watch you on YouTube on my phone. Like you're a lot taller than I imagined. Yeah, taller. I would have gone maybe thought yeah. taller. Not yeah. you're a tiny, a tiny little, guy. little guy. I don't know. Maybe if I you... need a sandwich. Hey, Joe, where should I get a sandwich? I can beef up. <laughs> I don't know if he. 
talking about the right guy. I mean, he addressed him as Fitzy. I feel like he knows who he's talking about. But... I think he meant not very muscular. Maybe. Thin. Wow. Yeah, thin. Well, coming coming from you, Stanley. <laughs> Bobby Hill, Nick. <laughs> yeah, coming from coming from Bobby Hill, someone who is shaped like a mission fig. Yeah, <laughs> that's rich. Well, he's just trying to paint the picture for the audience. A lot of people, it's a it's a audio medium. They're just listening to the voices. They maybe right. don't know what we look like. Right. Well, he pro- the, the voice may make them think that, yeah. that, that there's more to the presentation, but. There's, pl- sure. there's plenty going on here. You can go to Twitch right now, and you can uh, watch the show. Follow WEI. You can see myself. You can see Fitzy. You can see Stiz uh, during the, the trendings and, and whatnot. Uh, now, do they get, not an excuse necessarily, but yeah. if the Celtics fast forward all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, and Dam- Damian Lillard is super healthy and fits in per- like a glove with, with oh. Milwaukee, and it's a hard-fought seven-game series where Giannis and Tatum – I'm sorry, Giannis and Lillard get the better of Tatum and Brown. Do you look at it as this giant failure of a season, no. or how do you break that down? How could you look at that as a failure? I know. You've got a you've got one of the best pure scoring guards at the tail end of his prime who is now partnered up with an absolute physical freak and total Goliath. Oh, and by the way, we keep talking about them as the one and the two, and what do they call them now, Freak Show? And Damian Lillard's not all about that. He doesn't like Freak Show? No, uh, freak time. <laughs> oh, freak time. Yeah, because it's Dame time and Giannis the freak. So yeah, they freak, call time. freak time. Yeah, I wouldn't freaky. Google that. Yeah, he's like, not happy about. He's no. not happy about that at all. Um, <laughs> Hard to market. Yeah, um, but everyone keeps sleep, sleeping on the idea. Maybe it's just because he hasn't been the same the last couple of years. But if Chris Middleton can, if Chris Middleton can revert to Chris Middleton from three or four years yeah, ago, that's a pretty good third best player on your team. Damn good yeah. Third best players, right? Yeah, no. So that's why I, I know a lot of the discussion this week and leading up to the game has been championship or bust. And I don't feel that that is the case. And the reason why I say that is, and I know Wick talked about it at a press conference, and Wick was actually on uh, Greg Hill's show this morning, and. He was talking about like a six-year window or whatever. Now that I don't, I'm not trying to wish away the seasons, but the reason why it's not failure or bust, or I'm sorry, title or bust in my mind is if they lose. Let's say they lose to the Bucks or they lose to the Nuggets and they don't win the whole thing. I'm pretty sure Brown and Tatum and Holiday and Porzingis are going to be back next year, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be in, in uh, top two, three, or four favorite. Yep. So. I, it feels like it's sort of like a loser's mentality. Be like, well, they don't have to win it this year. There's always next year. Like, you don't want to be the always next year guy. But the reality is, like, this thing is built so they should be really good for the next three or four years where they should win one or two titles. Like, they're that good. Like, this is all the building, all the draft picks, all the stuff that Danny Ainge did years ago has finally led up to this. Like, this team should win the title. But there's two or three other really, really good teams that they're saying that about them as well, I mean, how often do teams rip off back-to-back championships or two out of three years or whatever? And that's what the Denver Nuggets potentially could be right now with the best player in the world on their team. Giannis, probably the second best player in the world, and it was already won a title. And then Phoenix is certainly, with the addition of Bradley Beal to go along with Booker and Durant, like that's another team where as long as the Celtics don't lose to, oh, I don't know, the Miami Heat or, you know, lose a, a game seven at home when they have the lead in the second half or like something like along those lines. I'm not going to say it's a, it's a bust, but it doesn't mean that expectations shouldn't be you're playing in the NBA finals. Like, of course. Yeah. But at the same time with the changes that wick talked about making and, and the way that they, 
gave this team a more than just a facelift. Like oh, actually, I have that. Here's what Wick was talking about, about okay. uh, mixing things up. It is the owner of the Boston Celtics, Wick Grosbeck. Joe, for a, a large part of the year, had us at the best record in the league. So I look back at last year not as a failure of coaching or a failure of anything else. I just thought we got inconsistent at the end. We did deliberately over the summer just make some changes. There's just a freshness and electricity around around the practice facility that does feel actually a little bit different. They wanted to make changes, and you got to love that. They love fresh electricity. Yeah. They love it. And they were good. Like, the, the, the Celtics were good last year, and it ended really poorly. Like, it ended way too soon. And for them to make changes, I mean, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals, but you yes. lose to the Miami Heat, and you lose a game seven. Like, that is... But, Rich, all time... Like, this this isn't our first rodeo together at night here. We were no. on the air a lot of times no. when a game would go final, and we would say, how the hell... Yeah. Did the Celtics just lose to the Rockets, the mm-hmm. Jazz, mm-hmm. Uh, the Cavs with a 14-point lead with three minutes left? Uh, to The Magic multiple this, times. Uh, the Magic multiple <laughs> times, twice in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they just, like, could not. Like, there were so many games where they took it for granted, fell asleep at the wheel, where they were not the complete team. And so if Drew Holiday, most especially, if Porzingis and especially Holiday are brought here to help them get over the hump and the hurdles that they've basically roadblocked themselves with the last couple of years. If these are the difference makers, then while you don't want to already start lining up participation trophies and attaboy points for these guys, there is every reason to be confident that all the pieces are in place to win. It's just a matter of who's the healthiest and how everyone's looking come May and June. But, you know, I'm not already trying to write my mind as to whether or not, like, am I going to be excited or disappointed if they make it all the way to a seventh game of the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, no, I let me get to know this team because I was way too frustrated with everything last season from Ime's departure right. to the way that they would flag against some of those inferior teams to think that that team had it all. Yeah, at least the head coach tonight was also the head coach, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks yeah. ago, right? So, like, that, that is the difference from last year. And if you're just looking at, like, the main pieces – Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, Grant Williams out, Chris Dapps, Porzingis, Drew Holiday in. Like that's the major change. Like that's a that's a you're definitely upgrade. better. Yeah, that's a big upgrade. upgrade. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Uh you guys can weigh in on the Celtics, 617-779-7937. We'll make some bets. You got a full slate of NBA games, you got NHL games. Uh we'll give you our bet du jours coming up next here on the Rich Keefe Show. Watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch or on YouTube. Find WEEI at Twitch TV or YouTube.com. And join in the conversation in the chat. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Fitzy is here as we take you up until 10 o'clock. It's a full tang Wednesday night show. It's also the season opener for the Boston Celtics taking on the New York Knicks. And uh, it's time now for our bet du jour. What is that? Great question. It's the bet of the day where we try to find you a winner. We kind of were able to get through baseball season, which was uh, up and down to say the least. But now we got more things to bet on. Of course, Monday and Thursday night, we're keeping track of the uh, primetime games. We're betting on all those. Uh, Yeah, we all had the Niners on Monday. Well, that did not go did great. Stan, did Stanley? Stanley did. You had the Niners. Uh, yeah, Stanley had, Stanley had the Niners. Yeah, Stanley had the Niners. Man, they screwed. They screwed. Although Stan, the man had uh, the snakes last night on the money line. That's right. So he was able to get a plus. Was that plus one forty five? Yeah, juice on that. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. All right, we got uh, hoops and hockey tonight. So Fitzy, where are you going for a winner? 
All right, I got a little double winner for you. It's the Two obvious winners? choice tonight. I got a double winski. That's yes. right. Get ready for the big dub winski over okay. here. Like it. Celtics on the money line. Now it's not great money. Uh, no. But if you're just, I see. I think that's a. I think that's a shoe. And there's zero chance they drop their opener. Because I think they're Even, four point favorites in most places. So money like lines like minus one seventy five yeah. somewhere in there. Uh-huh. Okay. It's not not great. I like that. But here's 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 your free money, everybody. Free money on DraftKings right now. You can get it's minus one thirty, but it's worth putting a little more than just a little piece on it. Okay. Victor Wembanyama. Yes. Wemby. Wemby. Wemba Mania. <laughs> Uh, making Wimbledon. copies yes. making copies uh he averaged when he was playing basketball in france uh, yeah. against far inferior talent 2.65 turnovers per game or so i found today when doing a little research on the internet for a basketball bet there hmm. is a bet minus 130 over 1.5 wemby turnovers oh he's, he's gonna playing. turn over yeah, as somebody who's seven foot four. You don't think his pocket's going to get picked at least twice tonight? And I also not only that, I think the refs are going to be like, "Is that a travel? He just left from half court and dunked it. <laughs> it probably is a travel. Like it's not a travel. Right. He just has that long a leg. So they might be confused by what he looks like. Yeah, he's something else. Like I feel like oh, every they, couple of years there's always like a player like him. Right. We say that in every sport, and there's different examples of it. But I'm like, man, this is. This one's crazy. Like, watching the old highlights when he was playing the last couple of years, because he knew he was going to be the number one pick in the 23 draft for a couple of years now, at least. And then these preseason games, it's absurd. So, after the Celtics game on uh, ESPN, it's Spurs Mavericks. So, you're going to see Wambayama's mm-hmm. NBA debut. Like, it's crazy the way – because Kevin Durant is a bit of a freak himself. He's close to seven feet tall, oh, can yeah. dribble, can shoot from anywhere. This guy's even taller than him. He's seven Put a four. Half foot on yeah. him. That's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. He needs a better nickname. I think, as far as I know, he just just Wemby. What they call him? That's it. I think Wemby. Wemby. Come on now. They gotta have something else, right? What would what would you what would, what kind of name? What, what's your Vic? Name? Big Vic. I'd call him Big Vic. Yep. Old <laughs> Big Vic. There he goes. There he is, folks. Big Vic. <laughs> Sell your you buy your uh, popcorn. You're ready to watch a Big Vic game. Now that might not be it. I'm just, I'm just spitballing right now. You sure? Could be something else. Maybe maybe that's why maybe Wemby is the answer. Maybe just Big fall back. Big energy. <laughs> yeah. Did you did we talk about this with Desmond Howard the other week when he was doing Michael Penix? Oh yeah, what did he accidentally call him what I think he did? No, he started chanting during college game day Big Penix, but he didn't pronounce it correctly, <laughs> energy, and he did it like three or four times. It was insane. He was chanting it. He was cheating, like screaming it. He was like, that's how he ended his little bit. Like, he did, like, a little story on the Washington quarterback whose last name right. is Penix. Yep. And then he's like, and everybody loves him because he's got that big Penix energy, but he didn't say, sound anything like Penix. Oh, it's great. Anyway, Stiz, you have a bet for tonight? <laughs> I guess Nike nicknamed um, Wembayana the extraterrestrial. So I don't know if that's going to no, stick, but. No. Yeah. The extraterrestrial? E.T.? No. Yeah. That doesn't. No, that doesn't make any sense, really. Unless he loves Reese's Pieces, and then <laughs> that we might have something. I mean, he is uh, he is from France, so maybe he wants to phone home. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, you got to work in like some French. So, like Rudy Gobert, for example, has two nicknames. He does the, the French Rejection and the Stifle Tower. Okay, those are two of the absolute best nicknames yes. I have ever heard in my life. The French Rejection. The French Rejection. Uh, you now, see, even you don't love dad jokes very much, but something but that clever that's a cinematic do, yeah. portmanteau that ties into basketball. Correct. I, lo- I, love a, I love a clever nickname more than I like a dad joke. But, yeah, Wembyama, they got to figure that out. Extraterrestrial is not going to stick at all. 
The extraterrestrial. That's stupid. Wow. All right, we got to get to work on that. Now. All right, Stiz, you have a bet? Yes, I do. I am going to take Jalen Brown over two and a half threes plus 135. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm going to go give me Jason Tatum over 25 and a half points. I feel like throughout last year, his over under, wasn't it like 29 and a half for like every game? I feel like Pretty it was much, much closer to 30. Half, 20, I feel like 28 and a half was. Could have been 20, 25 and a half seems a little low. I think he could start the season. Uh, with a bit of a, of a of a bang here in New York, you got the national TV audience. You're not asking for a million points. That seems kind of low to me. No. You know, uh, Jokic had twenty. He had a twenty nine point triple double last night. Devin Booker had thirty two in his debut. Steph Curry had twenty seven. That's kind of what the stars do. They 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 have a big opening night. So that's that's what I'm going to take uh, right there. Um, this is an, an aside. I don't know how this got brought up, but did you see that Mac Jones? today was asked if he's ever seen star wars okay uh, how did we get to <laughs> where did that have come you from ever seen star wars from david andrews and mac jones in halloween costumes doing uh, well, it wasn't like a food bank thing where they did they have kids from children's hospital yesterday yeah or? i think they were doing a charity thing and they were dressed up which was awesome yep. and uh giant life-size buzz you buzz know. light years yeah Buzz you know, Lightyear. You know, Mac Jones looks like a little, you know, like that. Somehow it was like, what? Maybe it was. I've never. A question was asked, and I think David Andrews said, "I'm not big into space movies." He doesn't I've like never space. Seen Star Wars. He does not like space. What is he afraid of? Just the fact that it's a vacuum. You can't hear anyone out there. I think so. You get so kind expansive? of yeah. You get lost out there. I think there's just so many, so much unknown that's gonna right. freak you out you, a little right, bit. Side note to your sidebar. Go ahead. What are you more I'll terrified of? Space Snakes. or the depths of the ocean? <laughs> uh, ooh, probably space. I'm an excellent swimmer, so I would probably say space. <laughs> okay, you're not. So you're talking like if you go, yeah, yeah, go five miles down, and you still have several <laughs> miles to go to get to the bottom. No, I haven't. I haven't like, What's it down there? The what can live down there? Krakens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shipwrecks. <laughs> Lots of down there. Sad octopus. Right. Yeah. No. They're, they're both. They're both equally terrifying. And I'll tell you what. Both make for good film. I like oh, movies about both. Cinema. So yeah. So basically, Buzz Lightyear led uh-huh. to David Andrews not liking space movies, right. which led to second question of the Mac Jones press conference today. This is it verbatim. David said he has never seen Star Wars. Have you ever seen Star Wars, Mac Jones? Yeah. That was Classic it. Classic Mac answer. That was it. That was it. There was it. He didn't say a word about it. Nobody. The next question was about football. It couldn't have been any weirder. Why do they always? And he just walked in too. And I watched the. Have video you ever seen Star Wars too? Is is ridiculous because there's like what eleven movies or something insane and like all these TV shows. You can't say. Have you ever seen Star Wars? That's like, have you ever of seen? You can ask somebody that because the the answer was no because the David Andrews said uh, I've guess. never seen Star Wars. And then our own beat writer, Mike Cadlick, the ultimate paid. If you thought I was a honk for Foxborough <laughs> or Pat's positive. Oh, he's still. Mike, yeah. He finally gave up the Juju Smith-Schuster thing, though. I was proud of him for that. Yeah. Just like, well, sometimes we all have to work through our addictions. Like True. Andy went through John o. Smith rehab. And yeah, now Mike, tough. Mike's given up on Juju. But yep, finally, uh, Cadlick then puts out on Twitter like, also, I've never seen Star Wars as well. Like, well, that oh, doesn't take a I lap. Brag yeah, about that. Fine. Also, you don't need to get his back. But Mac just walks in and goes, yeah, and just like, hey, that's it. Like, that's hey. all he did. Hey, 
That's it. That's how you start the press conference. Oh, like it's the electric factory. How we doing? Like, Every time he's on there. With... So why does he have to be so freaking dry? I uh, I think part of it's got to be him, but part of it has to be playing for the Patriots. Would be my guess. And him thinking that that's the best way to go about it. Maybe it was more fun for Brady when he got to go like guzzle tequila on a boat and throw the Lombardi <laughs> to someone else and <laughs> yeah. do Tommy and Gronky episodes. I would imagine. All right, if you want to get like, yeah, go ahead. like Empire more, uh, what'd you think of Rogue One? Were you too disappointed in the prequels? What's your favorite movie? This, there's a million follow-ups you could have asked in there, he, and he but he also just shut it. He's like, yeah, like well, you've seen them all. You've seen some of them. You've seen the first one. Only one of them is called Star Wars. But anyway. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number to jump aboard. One hour down, three hours to go. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday, so we'll ask some uh, hard-hitting questions, probably as equal to Have You Ever Seen a Star Wars? We'll do that coming up next year on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I.